Jeez. Thanks for listening to Two Drink Cinema. If you'd like to support us further, head over to patreon.com slash twodrinkcinema. As a patron, you gain access to exclusive bonus episodes and can contribute to the making of Two Drink Cinema. The support of our patrons can help us go from a D-grade flop to a box office blockbuster. Patreon.com forward slash Two Drink Cinema. Cheers. Two Drink Cinema. Cheers. Welcome to another episode of Two Drink Cinema. We are two brothers previewing movies, two drinks at a time. This week we are previewing a film entitled The Cabin in the Woods, which has its 10th anniversary this year. Uh, Hello, Brett. Hi, how's it going? I needed to flip things around that because Brett was checking if he had this film in his DVD cabinet, which I would have found surprising considering he hasn't seen it. There are some um, DVDs in my DVD cabinet, yep. case, whatever, shelves that I haven't seen because I got them from a friend. Shout out to Liam if you're listening when he moved overseas. Oh, okay, because he moved overseas and couldn't play Region 4 DVDs anymore. <laughs> well, it's probably just like a shitload of luggage you didn't need, but anyway. So it is The Cabin in the Woods. Uh, I have seen and I quite like, but I haven't seen it in a while, so I'm looking forward to seeing it. We're recording this on the same day as we recorded The Princess Bride, so I'm happy to enjoy another Fire Swamp. Fire Swamp. Well done. As you said, Brett, we may as well have another one because when else am I going to fucking drink creamy soda? Yeah, I don't <laughs> think it's just going to be like tomorrow, be like, oh, I need a refreshing drink. Oh, I've got creamy soda in the fridge. Yeah, it's lunchtime. Uh, what am I going to have for my lunch break? A uh, sandwich and a creamy soda. Make yourself a Strauss sauce and cheese sandwich <laughs> and some creamy soda and it'll take you back right back to 1995. Yeah. But we are going back to 2012 for A Cabin in the Woods. Now, the synopsis I'm going to give is very brief. Okay. There's a cabin in the woods. College kids go on a holiday to a cabin in the woods. Yeah, they think the cabin is haunted. Okay, it's scary and shit happens. That's. I feel like, like I have die. seen that movie before. Yes, there's a lot more to it, but I'm not going to say a lot more to it because it will ruin the cleverness oh, of the movie. Okay. 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 So, it's not your typical slasher film. Okay. And the reason it's called a cabin in the uh, woods. Is it the cabin is the killer? It's because it's like, you've seen cabin in the woods films before. Yep. You know. Um, Zombievers. Texas Chainsaw, Zombievers, yeah. um, whatever the one with Jason is, Friday the 13th. You've seen those kind of ones before, but this one is uh, what Joss Whedon and Drew Goddard called a loving hate letter to the horror genre. A loving Hate letter. So it's written by Joss Whedon and Drew Goddard, who worked together on Buffy and Angels. Okay. Joss Whedon also directed Avengers, which we're going to look at later in the year. And Drew Goddard, after this, I think, or before this, directed Cloverfield. Uh, wrote, Clover, oh, okay. wrote Cloverfield. But this is Drew Goddard's directorial debut. Now that I have seen, I have seen Cloverfield. They wrote it in three days. Oh, fuck. Okay. The film. Uh, 
And so they wanted to make it as a revitalizing of the slasher genre and a critical satire of torture porn. Oh. So if you think about 2010, that's like 2010 to 12, that's like Hostel and Saw yeah, okay. uh, and that kind of stuff, which is the torture porn genre. Now I really don't know what to expect. Yeah, it's it's very Joss Whedon. It's a bit meta, but not breaking the fourth wall meta. Oh, thank God. But it is, like we've already done the Princess Bride and Wayne's World, a bit tongue-in-cheek of cinema and genre films. Okay. Okay. So it's, it's taken the piss out of horror slasher movies, but it still is a horror movie. Yeah. Like okay. there, are, there are genuinely scary bits. So I should watch it at night by myself in the dark. With the lights off. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, Chris Hemsworth doesn't play Thor. Oh, somebody I know is in it. Yes. Oh. Uh, Kristen Connolly. Chris Hemsworth, Anna Hutchinson, Fran Kranz. Oh, I uh, you were going to say Jesse Dresser. Williams. You will know another guy, Richard Jenkins. You will know him. Oh, Oscar nominee Richard Jenkins. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bradley Whitford, Brian J. White. Oh, Bradley Amy Whitford, I know. Acker. Okay. And because in order to take the piss out of something properly, you need to put a genuine person in there from, from the genre. Oh, okay. Like, if you're going to take the piss out of someone, you need an actual genre person. So they've got Sigourney Weaver uh, as a small part in there Sigourney as well. Sigourney Weaver. She's okay. great. You didn't sigh Sigourney Weaver because you think she's overrated, did you? No, I just think, like, her career hasn't quite gone in the direction it could have. That's, yeah, no. Like, I... late 80s, mid-80s, late 80s, Sigourney Weaver was, like, one of the biggest stars in the yeah. world. yeah. And now just does bit parts in Cabin in the Woods. Like, she doesn't need to. You know what I mean? But really, like, if you said to me, do you want to work seven days a week as a barista or I'll just give you $10 million to do like a couple of hours on the machine so people can see you're on the machine and think the cafe's good? Be like, yeah, I'll take that. Oh, okay. I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So Sigourney Weaver's like, it's like semi retirement. Yeah. Okay. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. At least it's not Jim Carrey resurrecting the cable guy to be in a Comcast ad for the Super Bowl. Oh, God, yeah. Sigourney Weaver's still ahead of that. Yep. Um, there, I couldn't find anything interestingly. <laughs> okay. I found interesting things about the film. Yep. But I couldn't find anything interestingly in terms of casting. So I feel like Joss was like... I want these people. Hey, just in between takes of Avengers, yeah. can you just come over to my other thing, Chris, and do this? And he'll be like, yeah, sure, no worries. In Avengers, there's a big scene where they fight in the woods, so maybe it's the same woods. Maybe it's, yeah. You just change costume yeah. to be to go from being a god to being a jock. Is the house Thanos? Is that a thing? Is the house Thanos. Is that, did I use the right word? <laughs> Thanos is a thing. Okay, Thanos is Thanos a thing. But Thanos is not a house. But he's the bad guy. But he does in Avengers. live in a cabin at some point, Thanos. Okay. So maybe it's in the same universe. <laughs> so um, do you want production, interestingly, then? Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, I'm very intrigued by this porn movie. So The Cabin in the Woods was slated for wide release on the 5th of February 2010, but delayed until January 14, 2011, so the film could be converted to 3D. <laughs> okay. However, 
On June 17, 2010, MGM announced that the film would be delayed indefinitely due to MGM's seventh going into receivership. Oh, okay. MGM has gone bankrupt more than any other studio, I reckon. Yeah. If you were a Hollywood insolvency lawyer, you just hang around at the MGM lot. Yeah. Just in case they're going to go again. So, But then on March 16, 2011, the LA Times reported that the new MGM chief executives are seeking to sell both Red Dawn and The Cabin in the Woods. Okay. The last two pictures produced under the previous regime as they try to reshape the 87-year-old company. So they sold it to Lionsgate. Oh, okay. The whole company or just the movie? Just that movie. Good. Um, And... Then some news outlets reported a Halloween 2011 release. Oh. So Chris Hemsworth wouldn't have been in Avengers yet. So this was obviously filmed. Uh, So, yes, production started on March 9, 2019 and concluded in May 2019 in Vancouver. Wow. 2019 or 2009? 2009. Thank you for correcting (laughs) that for me. The, uh, The extra shot of Fireball is starting to hit me. So... Then Drew Goddard decided to make sure that the movie got made and released to suck up to the new studio, Lionsgate. Yep. Uh, And he said, this is from Wikipedia, Goddard described the deal as a dream, stating, there's no question that Lionsgate is the right home for Cabin. You look at all the films that inspired Cabin, most of them were released by Lionsgate in the first place. But Lionsgate didn't want the movie? Well, MGM took yeah, it originally. Um, in an interview with creative screenwriting, Goddard focused on the advantages of the delayed release, saying Lionsgate came along and they were the best possible home for that movie. Oh. Had the bankruptcy not happened, we wouldn't have been in the right fit with the right people. Yes, it took two years longer than we wish it would have taken, but Lionsgate <laughs> didn't make us change a frame and believed in what we were trying to do. Yeah, so this was kind of... Just after the first Thor, but I guess he would have filmed Cabin in the Woods before Thor, because before that he hadn't really done much. He was in the Star Trek, he was in Home and Away, he was in the Saddle Club, you know, like... Classics. An episode of Neighbours. It's a bloody long way from the Saddle Club to Thor, isn't it? It is, (laughs) yeah. Um, So, yes, so that's how it ended up delayed release and it was released um a surprise early screening of the film was held at the Buttnumathon in december 2011 Ooh. Uh, attracting highly positive reactions the film later screened on march 9 2012 at the south by southwest film festival in austin and then it was generally released in the u.s on april 13 2012 cool. Buttnumathon was a film marathon held in Austin, Texas, every December from 1999 to 2017. Okay. It shows 24 hours of vintage films as well as premieres. Oh, cool. So, yeah. So it's meant to numb your butt. Yes, 24 hours of films straight, hosted by Harry Knowles, who Ain't It Cool News was a really uh, popular film news site uh, in Uh the early 2000s. Right. Do you want to know how much it cost? Uh, $47 million. $30 million. Two months of filming. A lot of it on special effects because there's a lot of monsters in it. 
Right. Ooh. Uh, so a lot on special effects and costumes and the extras to play those monsters. It grossed over $66 million worldwide. Ooh, not bad, not bad. Yeah, so uh, it doubled its money. Now, one issue was a lawsuit. Ooh. Uh, there was an author named Peter Gallagher who filed a copyright infringement lawsuit claiming that there were a lot of similarities between the film and his 2006 novel, The Little White Trip, A Night in the Pines. Okay. He said Whedon and Goddard had used his work without permission. The lawsuit demanded $10 million in damages. Uh, the case was dismissed five months later. Oh, okay. Awards? A little what? Little White Pine in the What's of the Who's? A, it's called... That's a terrible title. A Little White Trip. A Night in the Pines. Terrible title. Yeah, terrible title. Accolades. It won Best Screenplay at the Bram Stoker Awards. Ooh, okay. And Best Screenplay in the British Fantasy Awards. Right. In the Fangoria Chainsaw Award. You know those ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I follow them all the time. They're fourth after the Logies. Yeah. Uh, it won Best Screenplay, Best Supporting Actor, Best Wide Release Film, and Best Makeup. Ooh. It won the best science fiction, fantasy, or horror film at the Kansas City Film Critics Circle. Oh, God. That sounds like a circle of six people giving out awards. Yeah. But in, t- like in terms of more major awards, the Bram Stoker Awards are pretty uh, pretty big one, and it won best screenplay for that. The Saturn Awards, we've mentioned quite a few times, they're reasonably big in terms of horror and sci-fi stuff, it went, It won Best Horror for that and was nominated for Best Writing. So mm. it's a good film. It was nominated in quite a few other... It was nominated for Best Sound Editing by the Motion Picture and Sound Editors. So I think it's... um, It's a well-made movie. It's, and it's one of those categories that doesn't get big award recognition, horror. Yes. Horror, thriller... Sci-fi fantasy, yep. uh, unless you're Peter Jackson, don't get really recognised yeah, by the big true. ones. So to win a Bram Stoker and to win a Saturn for a horror film, I think, is a pretty big deal. Yes. Now, uh, I haven't looked up where to watch it, I'll be honest, but I'll do that right now. How about that? Okay, that's great. Okay. Uh, I am pretty sure it's in Netflix, because I'm pretty sure that's where I watched it on the first place. But no, it's now on stand. Okay, good. Okay? Yep. Or you can rent it for only two ninety nine in the usual on the Amazon. Um, I'm looking forward to it because horror, we haven't done, other than Halloween, Yeah, like in the and month the, of October. And the birds, patreon.com forward slash two drink cinema. We haven't done a lot of horror. And no. horror is not really a genre I watch a lot of, so force me to watch some horror. This is a good one because it is both horror but also deeper into the genre. It the horror bits work as horror, but the genre commentary meta stuff works as it is as well. You know, okay. when sometimes when they try to take the piss out of a genre, yeah, the piss take works, but the genre doesn't. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like scary movie. Isn't super scary. No, but it's taken the piss out of it. But it takes the piss out of it very well. Yeah. Um, So this kind of does both of those. Like how Deadpool's kind of making fun of superheroes, but it's still like a superhero movie. Yes, but you didn't like it. So I'll be interested to see if you like The Cabin in the Woods. 
and that's what we will be watching over the weekend. If you're listening to this early as a Patreon patron, then get in touch, DM us or comment uh, on the post to let us know what you think of The Cabin in the Woods, and we'll talk about that in our review episode. Thank you for listening to my preview, Brett. No worries. (laughs) We'll be back uh, after the weekend with our review of The Cabin in the Woods. If you're liking the podcast so far, make sure you've subscribed and make sure you rate and review us on the platform if it allows it. If it doesn't, uh, then share it on your Facebook and let your friends know. Thanks for listening to another episode of Two Drink Cinema. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Drink Cinema. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Please share with a friend and leave a rating and review. It goes a long way to help us reach a bigger audience. This show is produced by Odd Sox Entertainment. For more of Odd Sox Entertainment's work, including the show notes for this episode, follow the link in this episode description. Follow us on all your social platforms and join our Facebook group to connect with us. Thanks for listening. Happy watching and drink responsibly. Cheese. Let's have a chat. An open, honest chat. Join best mates Lee and Jeff as they strip back everything, literally and figuratively, to have an open conversation about life. No pants, no problems. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite platform so you don't miss an episode. Join the conversation by following us on Facebook and Twitter at NoPantsPod.